I was aching, totally consumed by how much I cared about him, yet how abandoned I felt by him. My heart only wanted him. It was 2006, and it had been the most amazing and torturous year for my love life so far. And my song journey fell apart, I said there was a guy that took me six years to get over. This is that guy. We started out as friends, and he invited me to his company Christmas party in 2005. Shortly after that, I bought a guitar and began writing songs. All of my early songs were about him, although I never told him. We had such a good time every time we got together. We would go on occasional dates, and it seemed like he wanted more in the relationship, but then he would be asking other girls out in our friend circle, and I would be reminded that I was just his friend. I couldn't understand it, though, because he took note of the things I said, and he was so sweet to do little things for me, like when I mentioned that I needed folders for my music to categorize them, and a pick holder with picks for my guitar, he surprised me by leaving it in a fun bag on my car with a cute note, since we worked across the street from each other. We had a very fun and flirtatious relationship. We just genuinely enjoyed each other's company, but there was something missing. It wasn't missing for me, it was missing for him. I wanted to be a couple, I wanted to see him every day if I could, but he kept some emotional distance. I couldn't figure it out. Within a year's time and him paying for me to do fun things like rock climbing with our group of friends because I was a poor college student, he wanted me to come so he'd pay for me to do that so that I could be there. More than ever during that time in my life, I wanted my own income substantial enough for me to pay for my own outings. During that time, all my money was going to my housing and college tuition and books. I also wanted to pay for myself so that I didn't take it the wrong way if he was paying for me. Yeah, he wanted my company, but he still wasn't making the move to date me exclusively, so in return, I was dating other people as well. Twice in a year's time, I was about to date another guy exclusively, and in that very moment, he told me how much he wanted to be with me, and that he was finally ready to date me. Then three days later, he would break up with me and just tell me he couldn't do it. It was so heartbreaking. And instead of standing my ground with him during that time frame, I forgave him and just hoped maybe it was temporary and we could continue to do things together. I suppose you put up with treatment until you decide you won't anymore. And that's when things change, but they hadn't yet for me. When I got an elementary teaching job three hours away and was getting ready to move, in part because I just needed to break ties with him and in part because I wanted to spread my wings and go to a bigger city, He kept wanting me around. He had asked me what some of the things were on my bucket list, and I said I wanted to go painting up at the mountain. We never went and did that, but the day before I left, he told me we would go painting up the mountains together soon, and he would be in touch. Because he already broke my heart twice, and he was always doing thoughtful things for me still, showing me he cared but unable to commit to date me, I finally asked him why he couldn't. His response was the age gap. It was six and a half years between us. When somebody gives you their reasons why it won't work, you can't argue it. Because what you really want is for someone to just want you and to not be begged to want you. I got to Salt Lake in September for my final practicum before graduating in December and started my new job in January. I emailed him and told him to just please leave me alone and that I need to move on from him and even though I would love to paint with him in the mountains, I just can't do it. He replied with understanding, knowing that he had broke my heart a couple of times already. About eight months later, he sent me a message saying he got a job at a biotech company near where I lived, 
and would like to see me. I had just recently had my first kiss, although I would have it rather been with him. Go watch my sparkling sky song journey for the story of my first kiss. When he said he was moving to my neck of the woods, I was terrified and excited. Terrified of having my heart broken again, and excited to see him because I was far from over him. By this time, I had written a song called Letting Go to try to help myself move on from him. I just felt paralyzed by him. I felt like no other guy measured up to him. I was going out with a lot of other guys, and none of them were anything like him. He was a good soul, not just to me, but to everyone he met. We always had great conversation, and he took great care of his body, introducing me to what a marathon is. There was literally nothing I didn't like about him, except that he couldn't commit to me, which was obviously a very important aspect. I just wish he would tell me why it didn't work. It felt like the age thing was a cover-up, and maybe it's just because he didn't know how to articulate the things that weren't working for him. Which I get. I've been there. So he had been in touch and wanting to get together, but casually canceling our plans. I had written him off because I was not okay with him casually canceling on me over and over. Another clear indication that he was not really into me. I'd been running lots of canyon hills to get him out of my system while training for my first half marathon, and he showed up in Salt Lake and tells me he's really missing me and wants to try dating again. He said, you know that 80s song, Don't Know What You've Got Till It's Gone? It's been like that, unfortunately, but I've realized after the other relationships that you're what I want. Going back to read this in my journal and find these things is such an interesting experience because I kept track of so many of our interactions. I needed my journal to help me process all of the things I was experiencing with him and it helped me get through it. After forgiving him for casually canceling he took me to his work one evening when it was just us there to show me what he does for a living with engineering. He played Bed of Roses by Bon Jovi and we danced in the dim light, surrounded by electronic parts and work tables. He whispered that he really likes me. He appreciates that I bring up concerns when I have them and I don't just stuff them inside. He admitted that he was finally emotionally available and that dating the other girls helped him see what he really wanted. He said that when he's dating someone, he naturally starts to think about what it would be like to spend every day with them. And when he imagined it with me, he said it was very appealing and that I'm so easy to spend time with. So I asked him what we are and he said, we're a couple. That day and the next day, things were just amazing, so easy, so perfect. He finally held my hand in public and was not afraid to be seen with me like that. However, just like times before, on the third day, I could tell something was off with him. So I asked him if he's okay. He said it was a close match with me, but not quite the right match. He said he didn't know why he was feeling that way. We both knew this was the last time. So after all this time, we finally said I love yous, gave a kiss on the cheek, and parted ways. For the next five years, I would just learn to live with the pain. Sometimes it would be stronger than other times, but it was a loss that lived inside of me. Strangely, an opposite to what we are told to do, 
some of the big decisions I made in my life were because I was running away from pain. I moved out of my house when I was 18 to go to college in part to get away from the pain at home. Yes, I had other motives like I wanted to make a better life for myself, but I needed to leave the source of the pain. I made the move to Salt Lake to get away from the pain of this never-ending, beautifully tragic, broken relationship. Then I went on a mission for my church, in part because I couldn't bear the thought of getting hurt by him yet again. I needed space and time away from any proximity to him, and I knew he couldn't follow me on a mission to Scotland. Every single one of these big moves for me taught me a lot. They gave me experiences that shaped me and gave me new perspective. Otherwise, I would have stayed comfortable in my pain and tried to deal with it in the same place, never able to forge a new path. When I wrote Letting Go, it was me begging myself to move on from him, to release the pain. And maybe you have something that you've always wanted to let go of. No one can tell you to let go of it. You let go of it when you're ready to let go of it, and until then, the pain shapes you and teaches you. I do think we suffer more when we choose to hold on to the pain, but sometimes we just don't know how to let it go. Lately, I've been working on how to let go of pain by naming the feeling, feeling that feeling deeply, processing it through writing if I need to, thanking it for teaching me, and then telling it that it can go now. I just wrote a song this year in 2022 all about processing my emotions in this way and allowing myself and encouraging myself to feel the emotions and name them. Back in 2006, when I wrote this song, I didn't have those skills yet, but now I'm practicing them because sometimes it's hard to feel what we feel. Looking back on the experience, I can see my part in it. Maybe he thought it was the age gap, but I was also very emotionally Im immature. I was afraid for him to meet my family and see how my family lived in a 25-foot trailer all scrunched together with 10 people living in it without electricity or running water. What if I showed him and he couldn't handle it and ran away? That was my biggest fear. I wasn't ready to be vulnerable about that. I don't even know if he knew anything about my family. He did meet my parents and three of my siblings because they came to visit me, but I never took him to my family's house. I'm not sure if I ever told him about my family's doomsday and end-of-the-world approach to living life. I was not secure enough in my own skin to articulate that my life choices were separate and different from my family's lifestyle choices. I was still very much embarrassed by that part of my life. He had taken me to meet his family, and I think that was a gesture that he probably hoped would be reciprocated, but I never did, even though my family only lived 45 minutes away. That said, he never said anything about it, so I don't really know. I've made up that part of the story. If any of this has resonated with you, subscribe for more songs and stories, and hit the bell so that you get notified when my videos are up. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok sharing new songs I've written. If you'd like to support my music, my Venmo is in the comments section. Six years after he and I first went to his company party, and he lit up my heart enough for me to begin writing songs for the first time ever in my life, I finally moved on from him. It just occurred to me, 
right now as I'm making this video that it was he who opened my heart to start writing songs in the first place. Yes, I had friends who had written songs and I had taken a guitar class a couple of years prior, but it was he who opened my heart enough to feel something deep enough to become a song. My first four songs, which are My Piano, The Red Shirt Song, Letting Go, and Life is Lovely, were all inspired by how I felt for him. Maybe that was his main purpose in my life, to show me what kind of person I wanted and to open my heart enough to writing songs, which is still one of my greatest passions. Letting go has been meaningful to me at many stages in my life and for more than just letting go of love. If I hadn't known him, I wouldn't have this song. Some of the most beautiful art comes from pain. Some of the most profound joy comes after the pain. Pain connects us often more deeply than joy. Oftentimes, some of my deepest connections with friends come when we realize we've had a similar experience in pain, either in a relationship or a health issue or a loss. Knowing that someone we know experienced similar pain to us helps us feel validated and understood. It can help us feel less alone in this beautiful journey. And that is comforting. When I found out he was getting married to a fabulous woman in 2012, I knew it was time to completely let go, and I finally could. A year and a half after he got married, I found my soul's mate, who wanted me as much as I wanted him. He's a gift, and I love my life with him. I never wanted somebody to feel obligated to love me. I am incredibly thankful to be married to somebody who loves all of me and I love all of him. Yes, our wedding song was by John Legend, All of Me. He wants to be with me and loves spending time with me as much as I love spending time with him. It took time with lessons along the way, but letting one person go made space for me to truly love the one who wanted me. Letting go of him helped me to walk, to heal, and to really live.
Your game.